This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's time for the Clang Valley's biggest conversation. Talk back on the evening edition, only on BFM 89.9. It's Tom back. Uma and Ezra here. The number to call is 0377109000. Of course, you can text or WhatsApp us at 0162019000 and tweet us at BFM Radio. This evening, we're asking you whether you buy and support Malaysian brands. And the reason we're talking about this particular topic. Yeah. Uh, earlier this month, Taiwan-based Chatime franchiser La Cafe International Co. Limited terminated its contract with Lube Holdings Senior and Berhad. And Lube Holdings Senior and Berhad was the franchisee that uh, helped the Chatime uh, brand. And this abrupt termination came as a surprise for Lube Holdings CEO Brian Lube because there was still 24 years left on that contract. Yeah. So in the six years that Chatime has been here, it's become the market leader in its segment and it's the fastest growing beverage brand in Malaysia. Uh, it has over 800 outlets worldwide and Malaysia accounts for more than half of their turnover. Uh, in fact, many Malaysians assume Chartime was actually a Malaysian brand until this story broke. Yeah, well, moving forward, Loop Holding will have less than 45 days to rebrand all 165 outlets under their company name and they'll be introducing a new local tea chain brand in March. Uh, and so um, CEO Brian Liu is confident that Malaysian consumers will continue to uh, visit his 165 outlets despite the change in brand name and of course we start wondering whether the support will be for bubble tea or because this will be a new Malaysian brand selling bubble tea. Yeah, I mean so uh, I think over the last decade I think a lot of Malaysian brands have become synonymous with very high quality homegrown brands, right? Yeah. And so I don't know if there's still that distinction or um, whether whether people actually think Malaysian brands are somewhat lesser than a foreign brand. Yeah. Um, I, of course, you know, there are foreign brands that have been well established all over the world and they symbolize quality. And, you know, yeah, sure, we still go for those. We, we know what their value is. But to say you are a well-known handbag maker that's a Malaysian brand mm. um, and you've established yourself and you've created a quality product, I don't think, I don't think people will think twice about paying, um, you know, a high price for such things. Yeah, well, I think that... Attitude is certainly changing, uh, whether you're taking a look at goods, uh, whether you're looking at different types of products. Um, There are certainly some products that uh, Malaysians are probably a little bit better than uh, a lot of these international competitors, and we just haven't entered into those respective markets. I mean, we have seen various campaigns uh, that the government has tried to uh, promote. Uh, We saw the Buy Malaysia campaign. I remember that. There was a Made in Malaysia logo that displayed, um, you know, it was displayed on the product's packaging. And it's it's something that a lot of organizations have tried to jump on, you know, because we think about some of these brands, local made in Malaysia brands that have gone overseas. There's quite a few of them, actually. So I, I once heard this story, and I don't know if it's just an anecdote or if it's real. But, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be called Telecom Malaysia, and then it changed its name to TM. Yeah. Right. Now, of course, Telecom Malaysia used to do business all over the world. Uh, not just in Malaysia. And one anecdote that I I heard was once they were overseas, and I can't remember in which country, but the people overseas had told them, hey, you know, it's really weird because Telecom Malaysia meant something in that we actually associated it with quality. Mm. And at the time, I think, you know, it was the height of the Asian economy and Malaysia was doing incredibly well and it meant something. And they said, you know, TM doesn't 
mean anything to us. Mm-hmm. And that that's an interesting thing where rebranding, by taking off that name and trying to make it more generic, actually didn't help the brand as much, in, at least in the eyes of these uh, international customers. Yeah. Well, tell us what you think about um, brands. Uh, do you Tell us whether you support Malaysian brands or do you have a preference? Uh, when and why would you choose to go local? 0377109000. Text us at 0162019000. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, I start thinking about some of the brands that have gone overseas. Uh, you think about a brand, and big brands, some of them are pretty easy to point out. Um, Air Asia, for example, CIMB. Yeah. Uh, Papa Rich apparently is huge in Australia. Maybank. Uh, Maybank, uh, British India, you know, the, these types of brands. And I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I like British India a lot, but oh, 700 ringgit for a linen shirt. <laughs> That's a bit on the pricey side. And, and and also you start thinking about some of those, you know, for, for the longest time, I thought Bata was a Malaysian brand. I'm, I thought I, Milo was a, a Malaysian brand. I was convinced brand. that both those things were Malaysian. And I found Tiger that, Beer, I thought, was a Malaysian brand for the longest time. I thought that uh, I Am Brand, you know, those delicious sar- cans of sardines. Oh, wait, wait. I Am Brand is not Malaysian? It's French. You're joking. Well, somebody go Google it and tell me that I'm wrong, but... I th- I'm pretty sure I've had this argument and discussion that I think I am brand co- is manufactured in France or had, has its origins from a French company. I, I might be wrong. I don't know. Ezra just blew my mind. Did he blow yours? <laughs> well, you can tell us by calling us. 0377109000. Text us at 0162019000. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Because if you didn't know, you know, it's, the, it's, it's actually the lesser known term for chicken in French. I am. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, we're talking about uh, this particular story in relation to uh, Cha Time. I think it's it's interesting that um, you know many Malaysians had the impression that it was a local brand to begin with, and it was a success story, and a lot of people were um, happy to um, promote it as such. And of course, this bit of news in terms of the discontinuation of their uh, agreement, uh, it comes as a big surprise to a lot of people. So here's the question, right? It's, uh, it was one of the first uh, early bubble tea brands to come into the country, right, Ezra? And the question is, did people flock to it because bubble tea was novel or did people flock to it because they knew the brand chart time and thought it was something great? Mm-hmm. Because if it was the former, if they just flock to it because they like bubble tea, then yeah. it shouldn't matter what it's called mm-hmm. because everything else will be the same, just the name will be different, right? Yeah. Actually, you know what? You're a creative lot. Maybe you can text us, tweet us, even call us and tell us, what do you think the new name of Chat Time should be wow. now that it's a Malaysian company? I think we should give Brian a hand. Right? <laughs> Ezra, Ezra's suggestion is Chat Time, spelled T-A-I-M. Yeah. I don't think you'll get away with that, though. Well, I think, I think the lawyers will decide uh, whether that's going to be appropriate. We found out whether I Am Brand uh, was Malaysian. It's not. It's fa- was from Singapore. Oh, that, um, but the founder that was... That makes it annoying. But the, the, founder, the founder was a Frenchman. A Frenchman. So I th- that was pretty close. Alfred Clouet. Yeah, pretty close. Um, 0377109000 is the number to call. Let me repeat that once again. 0377109000. Also, don't forget, we'd love for you to tell us what your favorite Malaysian brands are. And, and why exactly, you know, if you have a particular Malaysian brand that you're pretty attached to oh we'd love to hear from you uh if you're an employee of one of those respective brands don't call in correct uh, but, but if you are and you hear your brand being mentioned on bfm radio and you want to you know buy some airtime yeah call, that might be the answer zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand texas at zero one six two zero one nine thousand or tweet us at bfm radio we're going to head to some music right now by Lux. this is temptations bfm 89.9 
Tuman Ezra on the evening edition. It's top back, and uh, we're going to take a look at a discussion today about whether you support Malaysian brands. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. You can text us at zero one six two zero one nine thousand or tweet us at BFM Radio. And uh, we're asking you, um, you know, why do you support these Malaysian brands? Uh, Get in touch right now. Call zero three double seven one zero. And of course, we're going to just ignore that for a little bit. Uh, of course, the number to call is zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. Yeah, this discussion about why you support Malaysian brands, whether it's value for money, do you think the quality is better? Does it cater to your local taste? Uh, let's take a look at some texts and uh, tweets first. Uma, what do we have? That's right. So, um, uh, BFM listener says, Hi, BFM. Personally believe that imported products are better. This is due to human nature. In the past, imported products means that locally we don't have the raw materials and or the expertise to produce. Thus, we appreciate more and are willing to pay a premium due to the scarcity. Now, globalization, as long as quality is good value for money, local or foreign, it is the same. For example, British may prefer Royal Slango over whatever local pewter makers they have. But oh. also because Royal Slango is excellent. <laughs> yeah. We're going to move to our first call of the day. Dan is on the line. Hi, Dan. I understand that you want to confirm about this discussion as to whether I am brand is local or not. Tell us what you think. Yep. Hi, uh, Ezra. Hi, Uma. Hello. Uh, on a on a wet uh, evening, good for the ducks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, where I am is concerned, it's the French company called A Claire. The A for letter A, Apple, and Claire as in C L O U E T, International. Right. So they yeah. operate out of Taiping. They operate out of Taiping. Yeah, their research and, and a lot of uh, uh, development is, is comes out of uh, typing. The decision-making is out of typing, but they have their big office in, in Subang, etc., if you know what I mean. All right, terrific stuff. And and you had some comments about the, the Bata brand as well? Ah, that's another very interesting situation. I have physically with me uh, in the office uh, a, a pair of Bata shoes, which, uh, which was bought exactly uh, 12 months, 6 days, ago. That is very specific. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was only worn once because I then had to uh, take, an, take up a, a, an assignment overseas, etc. Uh, came back uh, just before Christmas, hoping to wear that shoe, the, 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 that pair and uh, give it a good polish and things of that sort. And believe it or not, all the black section that's on the shoe came adrift. Oh, that's a bit unfortunate. Did you manage yeah. to go in and ask for a refund? Well, well, I'm contemplating on how to go about it, but it certainly will be couriered to the, the managing director with a little explanation at the back of it here. <laughs> All the best with that, Dan. <laughs> thank, thank you very thank much. Thank you very much for calling in. Moving on to our next caller, we've got Iskandar, and he wants to talk about uh, a Malaysian brand that he feels uh, pretty strongly about. It's called Chiria Tone, and it's about guitars and amplifiers, and I'm happy about that. Hey guys. Hi, hey, Skanda. Well, um, there's one brand. I'm not sure um, everyone knows about it. It's called Chiriton Ants. Um, it's being made in uh, Kota Damansara by a guy named Nick. That's right. And it's being made. It's being made here, and it's being sold all over the world. Um, well, I hope that the word goes out uh, to support the local brand. And, and have, uh, you, you t- have you have you used, used these amps before? Yes, I bought one. It's um, it's a goodly priced amp, and the quality is very very good. 
Well, thank you, well, very, thank much you very much for, for calling in, Iskandar. Well, I mean, well, we know Chariotone, and Nick's actually been on BFM a couple of times, I believe. He's been interviewed uh, on Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, Idris Jala, the CEO of Pomandu, can't stop talking about Nick and Chariotone. He's so proud amps. of these yeah. amps, right? Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for that call, Iskandar. 037710900. We're asking you as to whether you support Malaysian brands. Tell us why as well. Uh, Uma, earlier you asked uh, listeners as to whether uh, Cha Time would require uh, a name change for their new an upcoming brand and you got some suggestions from our listeners. Well, God, I tell you, Malaysians very creative. Uh, we've got, uh, I, I say we've got chai time. Hmm? Mm-hmm. A simple, yeah, okay. okay. We've got chat time. Get Whoa, it? That's a lot of teas. Get it, get yeah, it. Right. Uh, we've got um, um, uh, Andrew G who tweeted in and said, uh, as near as possible to the original name, make the franchise angry with cha time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've also got cha cha time, double the tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, uh, yeah, okay. I, I like that as well. And also, this one I like. I, I particularly like this one. It's called Chatiam, like Kopitiam. Oh, very nice. That's very clever. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. We're asking you whether you support a Malaysian brands. Tell us why and when would you choose to go local? Uh, are there certain products that are just uh, better, uh, and or are you still reliant on sort of these big brand names that come from uh, the international market? So people are also tweeting and texting their favorite uh, Malaysian uh, brands as well. Uh, Bonia, uh, yeah. Jimmy Choo. A rumbly burger, of course. I think that's my favorite Malaysian yeah, brand. That's right. <laughs> uh, we have on the line right now Manaf. Hi, Manaf. Hi. Good evening, guys. Good evening. Tell us, uh, what do you think? Uh, does it matter about where the brand comes from and what its origins are? Um, for me, it doesn't really matter. It's not really significant. As long as the quality is good, I'll buy it. Uh, and I just recently bought a just Kedah uh, football team, Jesse. Right. And it's a, it's a local limit. It's a local brand. And uh, I mean, it, I mean for, for me, I mean, the, the design is uh, beautiful and the quality is good. And I mean, why not? So it just, I mean, for me, the price is um, cheaper than international brand, but the quality is good. And how do you judge the quality of a product? Is it how long... Um, you know, it stays in your cupboard and you can, after repeated uses, it's still... It's still good. The material, I mean, when I wear it, I, uh, I mean, it, I, I don't sweat a lot. And uh, also the, the quality of the, of the heat, I mean, the logo of, to the uh, logo of the, uh, I mean, the, the logo on the jersey. So as long as everything pans out, yeah, that's all you need. Thank you so, very much. Yeah. And zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. We're asking you whether you support uh, Malaysian brands. Uh, Tom Bat returns right after this. Here's some music by REM, Electrolyte, BFM eighty nine point nine. Zero three double seven one zero nine thousand to talk back. BFM eighty nine point nine. It's Uma and Ezra on Tom Bat. The number to call is 0377109000. Text or WhatsApp us at 016-201-9000 and tweet us at BFM Radio. I imagine a lot of folks are uh, getting ready for the Chinese New Year and, and celebrations are, stuck are in some awful traffic right now. Yeah, and I'm wondering, you know, you know during this festive period, uh, you know, if there are gifts to buy, if there are things to buy for family members, you know, is there a preference as to whether you're buying a local brand or whether you're buying goods that have international repute well so you know i was thinking about that as well because all of these chinese new year ads uh are happening 
online, right? And it's always about what it means to be Malaysian, mm-hmm. right? That's what we see. I mean, if you look at there's a new MAS ad right now, which just features uh, various Malaysians of every ethnicity speaking uh, Mandarin or speaking Chinese. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think various dialects of Chinese, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, Malaysia Airlines is the quintessential Malaysian yeah. brand. It's taken mm-hmm. a bit of a beating in yeah. recent times and may not be, may not have some of that luster that yes. it did once. But my question is, does Malaysian still mean quality when we think about it? I'm yeah. thinking about all these brands that put out these ads and I'm like, huh, does, it, does, does being a Malaysian brand still matter to you and does it equal quality? Well, it's, it's funny. I know like from the conversations um, of... Uh, you know, a lot of people who still vape uh, and they have it's, – it's, it's an interesting market when it comes to these vape juices, right? Because locally made brands – Malaysians are doing really well. Malaysians are doing really, really well. But uh, what was really interesting is that uh, with some of these vape juices, uh, a lot of these local brands actually cater to local taste. And the ones that are made in Europe or in North America or Australia, it doesn't quite sort of hit the taste profile. And so you, you see a lot of um, local juice makers being encouraged uh, to do that. Um, 0377 one zero nine thousand. We're asking you: Do does Malaysian made? Uh, sorry, does made in Malaysia mean quality to you? Do you support Malaysian brands? Tell us what you think. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. Zamri is on the line. Hi, Zamri. Hey, Zamri. Zamri, you're on the air. Well, do try call us back, and uh, I think there might be a little bit of a technical difficulty. And uh, Uma, do you have any texts and tweets? Yes, we do. Uh, so earlier we were talking about uh, Chow Time and how they were planning to rebrand. Uh, so we got a funny tweet from Benjamin Chong who says, it would be funny if Chow Time uh, rebranded to parent company named Lube. Tagline, it's Lube Time, or get oh. some lube. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Benjamin Chong. That really brightened up my evening. That's very, very funny. Um, also, we've got a tweet from Jeff Sandu. Sounds familiar. Who says, Radica Software, team of three in Ipo, servicing clients like NASA, General Motors, and Apple. Is that they developed right? a CAD software. That is terrific. Look at that. And I'm sure Jeff Sandu has spoken to them on Tech Talk, so you should check that out as well. Yeah, and of course, when we think about some of these um, big trends and big um, sort of cultural phenomena. Do you remember those bra- those plastic looms? You know, oh, the, the ones where you made a wristband. Like a rubber would, bracelet yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like so those, bracelet. those rainbow looms, I mean, that was, of course, uh, made by a Malaysian, uh, Cheong Chun Ng. He lives in the United States. Um, and as of September 2014, his company had sold over 8 million units worldwide, along with like 40 million packets of rubber bands. There is a Malaysian I can admire. Like, you know, he just took yeah. rubber bands and became a millionaire. Well, but, that, but what's so interesting about that is he took rubber bands and he... I mean, we're all familiar about using rubber bands in, in high school, right? You used it in all sorts of different games and you would you know, do skipping rope and all that kind of stuff. And he made it into Shoot something. people with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he made it into something really terrific and that captured the imagination of a huge market in the United States. Now, uh, Top Back continues after the 6.30 news. Don't go anywhere. Aslim Balkis has that for you right after this on BFM 89.9. Psst. You there? Open your mouth and... It's Talkback Time on BFM 89.9. It's Talkback with Uma and Ezra. The number to call is 0377109000. Text us at 0162019000 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Yeah, so today we're talking about uh, Malaysian brands. It's Chinese New Year, Ezra. And so we got thinking about people doing Chinese New Year present shopping. Uh, and wondering whether they're choosing Malaysian brands or are you buying people iPads, you know? Well, I mean, what does it mean 
what what does it mean to be a Malaysian brand? Does it actually equate in your mind to quality? Because I'll admit, admittedly, it doesn't always equate in my mind to quality, right? Well, uh, I mean, that's the question that we're asking a lot of our listeners. And we want to find out from you, what do you equate to when you buy a Malaysian brand? Are there, uh, is there a certain sense of trepidation when you're buying it? Or do you know what you're getting yourself into? Uh, tell us and what, call us and tell us what you think at 0377109000. We've got Kenneth on the line. Hi, Kenneth. Hi, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Tell good us evening. what you think. Well, okay, I've got two two parts of my comment here. First part is regarding chart time. Um, I've read a couple of interviews from Brian regarding his success with chart time. Mm-hmm. And I find it fascinating that um, Brian has developed a successful franchise business. But somehow in the business circle, uh, many people seem to equate him to uh, entrepreneurs who build something from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very different because um, if we talk about the channel of um, developing the, the, the products and everything, it's, it's all sorted out being a franchise itself. So I, I, I find it quite interesting that there is uh, people fail to draw a distinction here. Now, regarding branding, um, I myself being the head of the operation uh, in a healthcare brand here in Malaysia, I think Malaysians generally don't really care so much about whether it's a local brand or an overseas brand. What is more important is value. What, what they get for the amount of money that they spent on. And it doesn't necessarily mean um, discounts or pricing. Right. It could be quality, it could be, it could be service, it could be, it could be a, a myriad, uh, amalgam of stuff, you know? So that's what I think. Uh, tell us, just before you go, when it comes to, yeah. um, I guess, getting value for what you're buying, why do you think that's such an important element to uh, why people buy a particular product? Uh, I mean, for instance, you mentioned earlier that, um, okay, there were two points that were raised so far from callers and also from your comments. One is whether it's a cheaper price, being a local brand, Mm -hmm. another one being uh, of a better quality. So I think there is a distinction between um, when you spend on something, whether it's a service or product, the ownership experience that goes with it, uh, whether is it worth the amount of money that's been paid. So I think in this sense here, it's not just a simple, um, I'm paying less, therefore I expect less in terms of quality. I think it's an it's a, it's a issue of um, getting more for the amount of money that you're paying for. All right. Thank you very much for that. Kenneth, um, of course, you know, he's got a great point about, you know, talking about value, right? I mean, it's it's something that's at the foremost of, of people's thoughts when, you know, is between brand A and brand B. Uh, if, if this particular product has a little bit more value and it's made locally, that's something that they're going to go for. That's, yes, not, that's not your experience, is it? Uh, no, yes and no. I, I agree the value is very important. But there are times when people just go for a brand name because it is a brand name, mm-hmm. right? Um, Virtu phones. Do you remember those guys? I thought they made um, cases for phones. No, no, no. no. They, they made, made phones? They made Essentially, they were rebranded Nokia phones, but they were essentially high-end, you know, like diamond and platinum. Oh, and that's right, that yeah. Stuff. And they had, you know, they had the features of a phone that was maybe two generations ago. But some people, you know, they branded it, they positioned themselves as being premium and high-end and super expensive. And you would see some CEOs walking around with a Virtu phone. I felt sorry for them, but you would. Right? Yeah. And uh, so it goes, it goes some ways. Uh, the brand name or brand quality, even though the value is not necessarily there. So I think it depends on the individual. We've got uh, our next caller, Alvin, is on the line. Alvin, you want to tell us about a particular food product that a lot of people get excited about? Tell us what it is. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Yeah, we can hear you, uh, Alvin. You're on the air. Tell us what your favorite product is. Yeah, my uh, 
my favorite product is uh, the ling- uh, lingam silicone. Okay, and why is that? Yeah, that's uh, uh, when you, during my school days I used to have the silicones at home. And uh, do you know that uh, they send crepes to the Buckingham Palace? Uh, Alvin, I, I think I hear something about Buckingham Palace. Could you just uh, speak closer to your phone and just so that we can hear you clearly? Yeah, uh, they, they are sending crates of this chili sauce to Buckingham Palace. Is that true? Yeah, and it's the favorite chili sauce for the English uh, royal family. Uh, well, yeah, how do we how do we know this story, Alvin? Uh, how have we verified this in some way? Yeah, because I, I heard this interview. Right. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think much from BFM. They were inter- uh, you, you guys interviewed uh, one of the uh, one of the top guys in, from the company. And right. He's the, one, uh, he's the one who said that they have been sending crates of these uh, sauces to the. Uh, royal family. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, Alvin. I, I had no idea. Uma, did you know this? That Lingam's chili sauce was being sent to Buckingham Palace by the crates because I was I was watching The Crown on Netflix. I didn't see any Lingam chili sauce on The Crown. I think that's a creative license. <laughs> So, yeah, did you know this? No, I did not. I need to, uh, like all of you, uh, look up that breakfast grill from many, many years ago in oh, which we right. spoke, I think, I and, believe. And one of the top run, guys uh, made spoke. that claim. Yes, that's right. Okay. Do you... I, that's such a strange notion. That, I, I love that image, though. I, what, tea, crumpets, a bit of lingam chili sauce on yeah, the side. Yeah, with, with the queen, um, yeah. you know, pouring some lingams up on the side. <laughs> I love that image. That's great. We're going to move on to our next caller. Um, Man is on the line. Hi there. Hello, hi, good evening, guys. Hey, man, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, okay, I just want to uh, talk about probably when it comes to Malaysian product, um, the one thing that normally we would buy um, are the food products because um, th- th- that's what we crave for whenever that we go overseas. For example, if I were to go overseas for a month, I wouldn't go without my Ibrahim, you know, the, the, the rendang that you can yeah, eat with yeah. water. And you can just, yeah, you can eat it with bread, so it's, it's perfect. I mean, a little bit of Malaysian with French, for example, you can eat it with a baguette, you know? Um, of I, course. I, I, I get what, yeah, I, I get what Alvin is saying earlier about lingam. When you're in, in the UK, for example, it's, it's easily available everywhere. You can find it almost everywhere. Um, um, but uh, for products, Even at Buckingham yeah, Palace. I, I wouldn't know about that, but yeah, yeah perhaps. Yeah, so, yeah, so um, what I'm saying is that products like, okay, I'm not going to name names, but okay, I'm going to name it anyway. Like Bonia, for example, you mentioned Bonia. Um, uh, to me, they are pretentious brands, you know. Um, okay, I hope I'm not getting BFM into trouble because of this. Well, let's hope but, not. Uh, yeah, because they, they always pride themselves and say, okay, we've got Italian brand. And, and they, they sell their, their products really, really expensive, as if they are not made in Chiraz. But uh, uh, to, uh, honestly, they're just a factory in Chiraz. But look at the, 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 the prices of their products. I mean, it's like... Oh, I mean, there are products, handbags, that, that cost almost, what, 2,000, 3,000 ringgit? That's ridiculous. So who would go for this kind of brand? Um, and, and, um, and are okay. you upset that it's because it's made in Chiras, therefore it can't be valued at 3,000 ringgit? Or are you, I guess, I guess amazed that, that Malaysians would pay that um, amount? Ezra, as a matter of fact, I've, I've, I mean, it was like probably 20 years ago, I bought a pair of sandals from Bonia. Right. It lasted... Okay, it lasted only six months. And oh. it was 
kind of expensive back then. You're you're uh, still upset about that, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay, no, I'm not. But okay, just a correction of uh, an earlier caller. Earlier, Pasta is not a Malaysian brand; it's from Czech. Yes, that's right. It's from the Czech Republic. That's Correct. right. Thank yeah. you very Thank much you so for much. calling in, man, and sharing us uh, your stories. Yeah. So no, actually, you know, I mean, that's a that's 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 the way a lot of people feel, right? That's right. I mean, they they wonder if it's if it's made down your street, whether it's worth as much, yeah, and whether you can get away with charging as much. Well, and, it, and that's a question I, I I would love to ask an Italian person. Do you know if they live in Florence and they would be like, oh, you know, well. Let me buy. Give you. Is you going like, to find a generic Italian name? Don't no, say Mario Luigi. Or I wasn't. I was going to say Ferragamo or something like that. But right. you know, it's made down the street. I know Salvatore. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying. How dare Salvatore he? used to come over for some some spaghetti. <laughs> how dare he charge me 400 euros for this pair of shoes? We're going to move on to our next caller. It's Ismail on the line. Hi, Ismail. Hi. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Hello. Yes. Carry on. Why? All right. Okay, hi guys. Basically, uh, my thoughts are it's more in my relationship to this brand during my younger days and as I grow old. Those were the days when you have this peer pressure and to attract the other sort of the other sex, you tend to be a little bit brand conscious, so you don't have much money. Okay? But as you go, as I grow older, I become more practical, whereby I go for the value and of course uh, the, the 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 price. Okay, and the fact that uh, I bought one branded item in US back in '98. And so it's made in Malaysia. So if a Malaysian can can make that thing as uh, that clothes so nice with that shirt, mm-hmm. so I said if Malaysia is to produce its own brand, so the quality must be as good. So with that, uh, I just uh, I bought that one in the US, and after that I would buy made in Malaysia. So as far as brand is concerned, now I go for the practicality of it and what it offers in terms of value and in terms of my comfort when I wore it in terms of uh, shirt. And and pants, you know. And have you found that you know these shirts last uh, over a period of time that it's worth oh, yeah. the money that you've paid? Yes, uh, I think it's really value for money. I don't have to mention the name of the brand, but those are the days when. Well, by the way, I'm 60 plus now. Uh, those are the days when I was 30, things like that. You know. Oh wow. Ah. All right. Thank you very much for calling in, uh, Ismail. Thanks, well, Ismail. That's, 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 you don't hear those kind of um, stories or those types of attachments often enough, uh, and that's pretty terrific. I, yeah, we do, have, we do have brand attachment, though. I mean, uh, especially when we buy something that we like, um, and you know, especially when it comes to clothes. Uh, yeah, clothes and brand attachment is it I, I don't know, pretty strong. I don't know if women feel the same way, but of course, clothes shopping for men is a lot easier. And I know if I find a pair of pants that fit, yeah, I just want to buy that same pants over and over again. Well, you know, it, it's funny because I think about brands that I'm attached to. I'm attached to them for the the, the silliest of reasons. Oh, when, yeah. when I was growing up, uh, Lars Ulrich, the drummer of Metallica, was wearing Asics shoes, and That's I thought, you know reason. what? If I buy a pair of Asics, uh, I might actually play as well as he did, and that never happened. Let me tell you, Neo in the Matrix was using one of those Nokia banana phones. And you bought one. And in, a, in a flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Folks, Talkback is coming, uh, coming back right after these uh, messages. Don't go anywhere. It's BFM 89.9. Time for the four T's. Tweet, text, talk, talk back on BFM 89.9. 
It's Tom back with Uma and Ezra. The number to call is 0377109000. You can call us and tell us about your favorite brands and your stories that are, that are attached to these because we've heard in the past hours stories about Lingam Chili Sauce making its way to Buckingham Palace. Uh, by the crate. By the, by the crate. Um, we, we've heard all sorts of different stories about a, a pair of shoes um, that after being worn once, the entire thing just kind of fell apart. Fell apart. Uh, do you have any of those types of stories, Uma? Oh, do you mean the used where, ones and then... Where you actually you know, invested in a particular product by a particular brand because you bought what the advertising told you to, to believe and then it just didn't match up. Well, yes, actually. Uh, a very long time ago, I had, I believe, one of those uh, um, uh, activity trackers. Yes. I, I won't name the brand, but mm-hmm. um, uh, it started giving you a skin rash. And it was oh. a known problem, and they had to do a whole product recall. And, yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when something you wear on your wrist starts affecting you physically. That's never good. Never a good thing. Uh, we've got Jonathan on the line. Hi, Jonathan. Tell us what you think about Malaysian brands. Uh, do you feel any sense of attachment to uh, local brands? Hi, guys. Hey, Jonathan. Hello. Now, hey, uh, there are a few that are good ones, like those that uh, they mentioned about Romley Burgers, so on and so forth. Um, but majority of those that is doing manufacturing uh, in terms of uh, like, uh, I really don't want to name them, Sure, but it's just that they really give us a real bad name to be manufactured here locally. I mean, take for example, if I were to buy a particular shoe, and I know that there's another color that says that it just broke down after six months. It's so true. It is so true. I mean, what's wrong with us making it? Are we like, you know, jeopardizing the materials putting on it comparing ourselves to like Italian made whereby quality speaks everything and people just don't mind going all the way there to Italy to just make their shoes so what's wrong with us well do you think that these manufacturers are cognizant that Malaysians are willing to pay at a certain price point therefore they'll make the product to only last you know a particular period of time and not go to distance do you think there's that consideration I think what they are more interested in is how to make more money. Sure. So basically, that's how they do it, in a sense whereby I'm just going to cut back a little bit here and there so I make more profit on it. I mean, that's my view. All right. Thank you very much for your call, uh, Jonathan. Uh, do text and tweet us. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Text or WhatsApp at 016-201-9000. Yeah, so, um, so there's a... I mean, it's not. I don't mean to advertise, but something's been coming up in our tweets and text messages, and we're getting a lot of texts about this, saying, um, you know, uh, a great current Malaysian brand is uh, a brand called Green Room One Three Six, and they make backpacks and messenger bags. And everyone on Twitter and our WhatsApp chat seem to be going on about how great they are. Yeah, uh, there was also a message that came that you know, if you wanted to rebrand the Cha Time brand because they're looking to make it a new local brand, somebody sent in a suggestion that it should be called D Cha Times. So because D being like apostrophe Cha Times. That's right. Yeah. That is a very Malaysian brand. There, there are um, a lot of there are a lot of brands. It will be based up in Penang, of course. Oh, that's a very specific location. Yeah. Uh, Nathan is on the line right now. Hi, Nathan. Hello, good evening. Good, good evening, evening, sir. Tell us what you think. Uh, can you guys hear me? We can. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll just make it very quick. Okay, when it comes to brands, okay, we have few groups of people who actually go for foreign brands and there are people who actually do not mind what kind of brand they, they spend their money on. But uh, end of the day, it's all about quality and what they get for the money they pay for. Uh, for instance, 
when you talk about electronic gadgets, there is, you know, there are uh, like phones, iPhones. People really don't mind spending a lot for iPhones, whereas uh, right now, people are paying for phones that are made from China. So, hello? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so what I'm trying to say is Malaysians are kind of way past that. Like, way past the stage where they're actually looking at brands and, uh, okay, I want to own an iPhone so that I look cool. And they are more towards, okay, I'm paying a certain amount of money and I'm getting the same quality from a from an uh, unknown brand mm-hmm. instead uh, compared to a very well-known brand. So that that's what I think. All right. Thank you very much for that call, Nathan. And yeah, I think he, that particular reference about quality and, and pricing, I mean, that's the, the sweet spot that a lot of manufacturers and a lot of brands are, are looking at, right? And I think there is um, a sense that, you know, some of these brands might not be in it for the long haul. They're, 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 they're perhaps just trying to be part of a particular fad or craze or trend that's and, happening in the moment. And I can understand that. I think there are a lot of people who would want to cash in and get in on a trend mm-hmm. early. And I don't think many people expect those things to last, though. Yeah. Because even those purchases, if you're trying to cash in on a trend, it's, a, it's done on a whim, right? I don't think you're buying that to keep and use forever. Our next caller uh, for Talkback is Robin. Uh, Robin, tell us what you think. Hi, Omaizra. Hi, how are you? We're Very doing well, okay. Thank you. Very good. Um, I just wanted to throw this out there and say I don't believe there's such a thing as a Malaysian brand. And I'll tell you why. Um, I am at a certain generation when I was growing up, and I still remember this sense of betrayal when I found out Bata wasn't a Malaysian brand. <laughs> I was so disappointed because I'm one of the people who grew up having those as school shoes, and I thought it was the world of it. Yeah. And in recent times, um, when people start talking about boycotting certain brands from a certain nation, if you really look into it, uh, international brands, um, uh, headquarters are in one country, manufactured somewhere else. Yeah. Right. It's, it's all over the place. And your Maggie Me is bought over by a conglomerate, which is based out in, I don't know, New Netherlands. Yeah. It's, it's becoming ridiculous to identify a brand with one country. Uh, and I'll take an example, another example. I was, I am, okay, I'm still at a certain point, very proud of Grab and how it, it started out and how it's giving Uber a run for its money. Sure. And and then what happens, Anthony Tan, our Malaysian founder, ups and headquarters it in Singapore, which I'm telling you, they, they lost points with me right there. Like, what the... And, and, and what frustrates you about that particular scenario if it means for Anthony to expand the business and I guess still wave the Malaysian flag from Singapore? Does that make sense to you or it doesn't? Well, I I have been watching Anthony's progress and a couple of times when I've seen him being interviewed by this international financial whatever and these lovely... Um, videos on social media it's always in singapore with the singapore i i think was in one he was in one and i was like wait a minute where is that uh figurative malaysian flag being woven it it doesn't come across so i'm at a point where i'm giving up on you know saying that identifying a brand as a malaysian you sound so disappointed and defeated don't be (laughs) okay let me let me balance this out a little bit all right um i'm going to say that because of that, Malay brands have to work a lot harder for, for clientele. 
And it comes down to building up a relationship with the user. I'm very proud of saying that I've got a Xiaomi phone. I don't care where it's from. Yeah, right. But it delivers on its promise. It gives me value. And unfortunately, that's, that's what's going to go for me. I don't really look anymore about which where the nationality is. Just um, give me what you promise and deliver, and you'll have me, uh, you'll have me as a customer. I think that's it. Thank you very much for calling in, Robin, and uh, drive safely. Uh, And that's kind of a great symbolic note, right? In that in this globalized world, um, just deliver on your promises and you'll keep you you keep Robin as a customer. Well, let me tell you, let me share with you a disappointment that I had. It's not about the quality of it, but it's similar to what Robin was indicating. Um, you know, when I was younger, I used to love to make a nasi with ketchup ABC. So it's sort of that sweet uh, ketchup sauce that you just put on your rice, add a little fried chicken, boom, you're done. And what do you course, mean when you were younger? Well, I, I may still continue to do that. But my point is, is that, um, you know, you used to be brought over from Indonesia and some right. stores. And so Indonesia and Kichap ABC, that was really the, the correlation you hey, made to that particular You brand. want that authentic Kichap ABC. Absolutely. And of course, when you find out that Heinz bought over uh, Kichap ABC, you know, this, this particular delicious sauce that has served the Nusantara area for years and years on end, it just felt a little wrong, even though I probably wanted, you know... John Kerry to maybe be the president at that point, but it was around the same time I think that I discovered that uh, you know the Kerry, well the, the the Heinz brand bought over that particular product. You still eat it though. I mean, it may make you feel a little dirty, but you still eat it. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. Uh, can I can I just end this on one tweet, which I think sums up our conversation this sure. evening? Uh, it's from Chris Ng, and he says, "As long as it's cheap and boleguna, kanla." All right, Uh, folks, thanks for all your texts, tweets, and messages. And, um, of course, right after the 7 o'clock news, uh, as mentioned earlier, we'll be giving you a rebroadcast of an episode of Finding the Funny. Uh, It's featuring Mary Tyler Moore. Of course, uh, this morning, Mary Tyler Moore passed away at the age of 80 years old. She brought a refreshing change to the American TV landscape in the 60s and 70s, and the character for which is most well known until today is Mary Richards of the Mary Tyler Moore Show. I spoke to Jennifer Cation Armstrong. She wrote a book called Mary and Lou and Rhoda and Ted. And, and basically, it's a book that chronicles the influence that, yeah. of that particular uh, show. And, um, and Mary Tyler Moore herself. Absolutely. So, Finding the Funny featuring Mary Tyler Moore uh, will, be featuring, will be featured right after the 7 o'clock news. It's BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.